we have this knowledge and we live in a beautiful time where we can make choices that can empower our future. Hopefully it will ripple out to those around you and you can live the purpose you were sent here for in a much more effective way because you feel good. Hello and welcome to the Connect Podcast. This show is all about helping you connect to your soul's calling so you can take action on it. Because the sweetest success is a blend of discovering your purpose with the inner drive to bring it to life. I'm Sheila Botello, health coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and mom of two, best known for my online wellness programs, mentoring, and self-love passion. Listen in for inspiring interviews, solo chats, and Q&A sessions that will move you past overwhelm towards what lights you up. Stop accepting good enough and go for your version of great in your health, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome. Does aging have to mean illness? And I know that was something that was modeled for me in some ways growing up. But now looking in retrospect, I see there really are two sides to this. And you may know I am a health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and talking about like all of the elements that make up health. It's so much more than just what we put in our mouths. It's everything that we think. It's how we live. It is the type of foods we put in our mouth. It is the way we move our bodies. It's the way we handle our relationships and pursue our passions in our lives. Everything affects our health because you know, it's what we take in, right? Everything that we're taking in impacts what we're putting out into the world. So growing up, I saw modeled for me that there were five women uh, in my family who developed Alzheimer's in their 70s. And ultimately, that's what they died from. And it was not a pleasant thing to grow up with, but it really made me realize that we need to look at how we're living each day and try to live our lives to the fullest, to the best of our ability. Because we really, at that point, I thought, well, who knows? Is it just, uh, is it just like a, a, a roll of the dice? What happens to us? So it really led, led me on a lot of exploration as to, I wonder what will happen to me. But the interesting thing was, I also had two great aunts on both sides of my families, my mother's side and my father's side, who one lived to be 104 years old with her mind as sharp as ever. And she liked watching Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> like she was, she played the piano. Certainly her mobility started to suffer near the end because, you know, that's a long time to be on this earth. But overall, like her mind wasn't affected and overall she was fairly healthy. And then my other aunt who was a farmer's wife who was very active through her life, made the best cherry pie ever, lived to be 102. She only passed away several years ago. And it's it's amazing to me to see the differences. So what did they do differently? Certainly, um, there's a, there is a difference with how they were living. There was maybe genetics may have made up some of that. However, I'm here to tell you, and you may have heard this before, so it's a reminder for you, but what we're inputting into our lives, and I'll be talking a lot about food here today, it, it does impact everything that happens in our body, right? We, it only makes sense. And so the main reason for illnesses as we age, whether we're younger or older, is inflammation. So ultimately, you know, why do people have to get sick in old age? Well, typically, 
that, that may be something that we've seen, but it doesn't always have to be the case. Again, look at my, my own history and my family. And I can't go back and see exactly what everybody did, but I do see um, some of the ways that the people who suffered with Alzheimer's, uh, four of them, in fact, uh, had lived together in the end. So you would think, well, they lived in community and these these women, they would have elevated each other. But I remember being very young and spending time with my great aunts and my grandmother on my father's side and um, seeing they were very closed off. They didn't do anything outside of the home with anyone. Um, the family, that was just, it was us, that was all. And they ate a very limited um, menu of food. And I don't remember very many greens, very many vegetables and things like that. Whereas take a look at my great aunt who lived on a farm, well, farm fresh, <laughs> you know, yes, she made great pie, but she also made other beautiful meals that were full of farm fresh vegetables. She lived off the land and, you know, it's very interesting. I don't know how much of that had an impact on it, but it's just kind of interesting to see. So when we talk about inflammation though, it's important to understand that that is the root of lifestyle illnesses and the things that typically people think, well, this is, this is just old age, but really it's inflammation induced illness. So inflammation induced illnesses are things like cardiovascular disease, cancer, neurodegenerative diseases, like Alzheimer's and dementia. It is impacted by the things that we're putting into our body, the things we're exposed to and things that may be missing from our diet, because ultimately when you look at disease, when it comes to inflammation, anything that is inflammatory is also what we say pro-proliferative. And what that means is that's when cells divide more frequently. And when that happens, the risk of malignant transformation is increased. So what we're looking at is we want to be kind of having a slow and steady division of cells in our body. Have we ever thought about this before? I don't know if you've woken up thinking about this before, but I'm going to talk about the types of foods in a bit that are, are some things that can help to slow and reduce inflammation in our body. You may know some of these things. If you're in the health and wellness space, if you've been trying to eat healthy, I'm sure you've heard about anti-inflammatory diets, but ultimately inflammation, it really is the body's own healing response what's challenging is it's so imperceptible because it happens at a very low level and it can be dangerous because it compiles over time. And I remember when I first began in my understanding and learning in the health and wellness field, I heard of eight-year-olds having heart disease detected in them. Why? How would that happen? You're so young and brand new. How would that happen? Well, we just have to look to the age that we're in and convenience foods and non-whole foods, packaged processed things, that is a culprit when it comes to inflammation. So all of these things that you know we've been taught, oh, these are kid foods, these cereals, these Pop-Tarts, these um, boxed things, these packages with all the baked goods and jellies inside of them that are snacks. Um, the little crackers that are made up to look like sea creatures that, oh, that's, that's kid food. That's all processed food. And so when we're thinking about, especially children who are growing from the beginning and to help them be strong and healthy, are those the things that are going to give them all the nutrients that they need and maybe throw in a vitamin? Really no. What they need and what all of us need are whole 
foods that come from the earth that are live foods. And the way you know food is alive is when you see something like a potato, for instance, an actual potato, which, you know, I know that's become like an evil food in this world because, oh, no, it's white. But ultimately, an actual potato, a roasted potato can be really good for us, right? Everything in moderation, but it is a vegetable. And what you see on it is the little spuds that start to come out that if you were to plant it, it would grow again. If you planted it, it would yield more potatoes. It is alive. And that's like a potato that's been planted, that's been harvested, and it's sitting in your fridge in a bag waiting for you to cook it. And then you see those little things, if, if you've kept it in there for a while, or if you don't refrigerate it especially, you'll see those little things that typically we cut off or peel off if we're going to boil them or bake them. And yeah, it, it is very, um, like, it is regenerative food. Same thing with carrots. If you cut off a carrot top, you plant it in soil, it'll start to develop the roots again. We see this with foods. So inflammation is when you're not giving your cells what it needs and when your cells are basically starting to transform too quickly and they're basically developing cells that are not healthy cells. So that's what inflammation is. And so it starts to attack, like when you have these systems in your body that have the cells that are starting to um, not divide properly, you start to see systems in your body breaking down, whether that is in your cardiovascular health, whether that is in the neurons that are affecting your brain and your mind and your memory, or whether that is affecting, um, as we all can hear about, when we hear about cancer, we think about, well, that's, yeah, that's unhealthy cells constantly dividing, and then it takes over and and things can go very wrong. Now, you've heard stories about people who seem to turn this around through various um, various lifestyle ways and other people who do other cancer treatments, things like that. I'm not gonna get into detail about that. However, wouldn't it be great if we just prevented this kind of stuff from happening? And I think one of the best ways we can do it is by what we're putting in our body. So I am gonna talk about what to eat. But first of all, I also wanna address the other side of inflammation. Okay, inflammation also can be the stress in our life because in another segment, I'm going to be talking about the microbiome, gut, your gut health, the whole, like the third brain or like the biggest brain in our body. Apparently it, it, it is a beautiful, um, diverse part of us that controls so much of our health. And we're learning more and more about it all the time. So I'm going to share some basics about that with you sometime soon. But I will tell you that what affects your gut health, also, it begins in your mind as well. It's what you're putting into your body, but it's also stress. And if you've ever felt, people feel stress in different ways, but if you've ever felt stress where you feel a tightening in your stomach, you know what I'm talking about. Stress is not just an idea that just is in our mind. It affects and impacts our whole body. It can affect our digestion. It can affect our sleep. It can affect our brain function and cloud our thoughts and make us feel very scattered. It's very all-encompassing. It can make us feel tired. It can make us lack motivation. And yeah, it can lead to serious things like depression and anxiety disorders. So our mind is so, so powerful. So another part of battling anti or battling inflammation is creating an anti-inflammatory way of thinking and living. And one way we can handle that is, is through supporting it with deep cleansing breaths, with fresh air outside, taking a walk, with making rest a priority. Because when we are asleep, 
where that restful, peaceful breath, it just is so natural to us. Everything slows down. Our whole body goes into equilibrium and starts to heal itself. So inflammation is so much more than about what we're putting into our bodies. It is about how we're handling our thoughts and all of that as well. And that may be a whole other uh, Q&A that we can talk about sometime. And I'd love if you have questions about any of this, and if you're seeing it now, or if you're seeing it later, just please post in the comments. I would love to hear any questions, any thoughts you have, because I don't feel we, like we can talk about this enough. This, we, we look at the health of our world, and certainly we've just been through a huge and are still going through something very huge. And I think a lot of it, let's really be honest here, a lot of the impact of the past year has been very deeply felt because so many people have been ill already, right? They've been not feeling as well. Their, their, their wellness level has not been as high as it could be. So if we can focus on helping elevate the baseline of our health, then we're better able to handle so much more of what comes to us. So the last thing I want to talk about is what do you eat? What is anti-inflammatory? Well, I will talk to you about, you've heard the term healthy fats probably, but what is a healthy fat? Like what truly, what is that? And there's a couple of types, like we can get, we can get, um, we can get a little confused sometimes and think, oh, I'm putting salad dressing, bottled salad dressing on my salad. So that's all good. But you need to look at the type of oil that's put in there because, you know, omega-6 fats, actually increase inflammation and cell proliferation. So for instance, if it's soybean oil that's refined or canola oil, not so good, that's omega-6. But if you're using omega-3 fats, things like avocados and olive oil, like not heated, coconut oils, things like this, and flax seeds and some nuts, those are healthy fats. Now, very important though, it doesn't mean we like drizzle it on everything all the time. We do have to have balance. We really don't need that much omega-3 fats each day, but we do need some. And this goes totally counter to what I grew up with, which was like, oh, no fat, take the fat out of your food. But what ends up happening is you don't have those healthy fats you end up gaining more fat because what happens is we end up eating more sugars and the, the refined foods, again, the processed foods add sugar because they took the fat out. And sugar, well, that's kind of our enemy when it comes to health because too much sugar also impacts our, um, our inflammation levels. Too much sugar, it's basically a very big inflammatory thing. So you wanna be making sure you're using omega-3 fatty acids and not too much. I was once told if you're having a meal, I'll tell you the proportions of what you need to be eating. I eat mainly plant-based, but we do a lot of fish and the odd time we'll have some chicken. Um, and one of my sons is totally, I call him pescatarian. And so he will only eat fish and beans and things like that with the vegetables. But the amount of fat you need would be about the size of this on your pinky finger. If you were able to you know, pour it out. That's the amount per meal. And then the amount of meat would be the size of the palm of your hand. So about three ounces, which when you think about going out for a steak, if you've ever done that, and it's like, oh, a 10 ounce sirloin. Yeah, that's that could feed three or four people in reality, if we're looking at eating healthily. And then in terms of our healthy carbohydrates, leafy greens, vegetables and things, you're looking at the whole palm of your hand. So if you place that on a plate, that is a healthy size of a meal. 
And I like to say when you add greens and salads and things like that with the healthy fats on it, you can eat more of that because it's mainly water as well. But there's beautiful alkaline nutrition in that. So that's some things to eat. And also some other things, I've written a little list down here. You want to be eating high quality fruit and vegetables. And really, when we even look back to many years ago, you'll see that meat, it really was a feast type of food. It wasn't something that people had all the time. I talked to my mother-in-law from the Azor Islands in Portugal, and they would have meat very rarely because it's not like they had tons of animals walking around to be able to just eat. They needed those animals to work the land. They needed, for instance, cows to get their milk because they drank milk back then. They had a lot of goats. So they didn't, they saved that for special occasions. They did eat a lot of fish. Well, maybe not a lot because even that got expensive. So they ate some fish, but they ate a lot of beans and a lot of plants and they ate from herb gardens. It was beautiful. So again, you, um, one thing with olive oil, I said, you don't want to heat it if you can help it. If you're cooking with it, very, very low heat, but it's really best when it's drizzled, not cooked at all, because it can very easily be destroyed, like the, the good properties of the olive oil. Um, and I like to cook with coconut oil because it can handle a higher heat. But even then, we don't want to be cooking things like frying things, right? And using high heat with that. You want to be also adding things like ginger and turmeric. Oh, it's so amazing. Turmeric has been used in so, so many centuries in the Indian culture. And wouldn't you know it? they have had some of the lowest rates of neurodegenerative diseases in the world. Hmm, interesting, it's anti-inflammatory. So make a turmeric tea, put some turmeric in your stir fry or in your smoothie, it actually tastes great. And my most favorite of all multivitamin for my kids and for myself has turmeric extract in it, as well as green tea extract and a whole bunch of other beautiful things. I'll link below um, for you to see what that is. Some other things are thinking of things that have a greater number of antioxidants in them. Now, red wine is known to have some beautiful polyphenols in it, although drinking too much, again, it's all the balance, right? So I have a supplement that I use for that instead. And the other thing that you want to look at is if you really want to have a sweet, something sweet to eat, having a little square of 70% plus dark chocolate actually has antioxidants in it as well. Or you can throw it in a smoothie, just the odd time to get that sweetness in your mouth. Really, it is all about eating as many plants as you can. And if you're a meat eater, just really balancing it out and finding lean sources of meats and not eating large amounts. Just again, think of the palm of your hand, right? And go back and listen to that explanation. So that is what to eat. And when we do these things and we focus on what we're inputting into our mind in terms of anti-inflammatory thoughts, things like not just focusing on stress, but focusing on gratitude, focusing on love, focusing on kindness, and the fact that we are here for a reason. We're not just here only to exist. We're here to connect with each other, to impact each other positively. If we focus on those things, that helps boost our immune system. It boosts our health. Connecting with other people is a beautiful thing too. And you can do this even if you're an introvert. You don't have to be an extrovert out there all the time, even having a small group or varied groups of individuals that you connect with to do something, even if it's quiet, that helps boost your immune system as well. And then of course, what we're putting in our body. And because we have a beautiful array 
of whole food options now. Even some of the, you know, kind of convenience food in the organic food world can, you know, taken in moderation can be okay. We can overdo it with anything packaged, really. Just think live whole foods and eat as many of them as you can. And then what you're going to find is instead of just cutting out all this bad stuff, once you increase the amount of good, healthy foods, you will find that you'll have less and less of a taste or room for the bad stuff. And then, hey, every now and then we can treat ourselves and that's okay because we're eating in such a way that is overall anti-inflammatory. I love to eat, by the way, of 90% amazing, 10% treat. And I've noticed over the years, my treat food has really changed. It's not deep fried. It's it's not like certain fast foods. I've thought, thought, you know, oh, I have a craving for this. I'm going to go get it. And it just didn't do it for me anymore because I loved the feeling of wonderful whole food. One of my most favorite snacks has become in the last year, cabbage, red cabbage or green, but red's my preference. And I just take off some leaves and I just eat them. <laughs> I don't even dip them in anything. I don't cook them. I love the crunch. There's water in them. And cruciferous extract is a beautiful natural antioxidant as well. And while you're eating well, filling in the gaps because we have busy lifestyles and sometimes because of our busy lifestyles, it can be challenging to eat amazing all the time. I highly recommend high quality supplementation. And again, I'll link below to what I use and have been using for the past 26 years. And I'm super grateful to have the knowledge to back this up, the science behind it, and ultimately how I feel and how my kids are growing. And so I wish for you the best health. And most of all, if your mindset can be looking towards the future, believing that you can be healthier tomorrow than you are today, that's amazing as well. It is possible. Like I said, it happened to two women in my family who lived into their hundreds, minds sharp as tacks and happy people. And I don't know that they could have spouted off all this stuff to you. I don't think they studied it. It was just the way they lived. But we have this knowledge and we live in a beautiful time where we can make choices that can empower our future. So I hope that you will do the things that help lift up your health and the health of your family. And as a result, hopefully it will ripple out to those around you so we can have a healthier world and you can live the life that you want to live and live the purpose you were sent here for in a much more effective way because you feel good. So thanks for joining me today. I hope you have an amazing week. What stood out to you as you listened today? If you found it helpful, please share this episode and tag me at Sheila A. Batello on Instagram. It may be just the message someone needs to hear today. As always, these Q&A sessions are for educational purposes only and are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any health issues you may have, and I highly recommend that you consult with your doctor before beginning any new health protocol. I'll see you next time. Big blessings. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Connect Podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. Also, if you head over to iTunes to leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Let us know what your favorite parts were and what you'd like to hear more of. It will help us have a greater impact, elevating many more people to grow and succeed together. See you next time.